Good morning, NASCAR fans, and welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko here with you this morning as uh, we look forward to some great racing, hopefully later today as NASCAR gets back on track in the home state here of Georgia, back in the Peach State, and it's back to Atlanta Motor Speedway, a, a place they've already had a race earlier this year. Uh, two sites, uh, two different races this year there at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and uh, what a time for it to have two races once again with this uh, new modified track, repaved track, but uh, just completely restructured track as well as we saw the new kind of racing and the semi-restrictor plate series racing uh, there at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway earlier this year and that uh, insanely exciting finish we saw from that earlier this year as well. But we'll talk about that plenty uh, here later in the show. Get our picks here uh, for who we're going to be looking out for later in the show there as well at Atlanta Motor Speedway. But I have a lot to look back on and recap as well from last week. Of course, uh, July 4th weekend there and a new kind of place to celebrate July 4th for NASCAR is Road America. That's right, Road America, the second annual Quick Trip 250 uh, presented by Jockey Made in America uh, there last Sunday. And what a race it was, and an exciting one that went down to the finish and a refreshing victory as well, I think, with, hey, I, I think it helps too when you have the American flag in victory lane there on July 4th. Hey, one weekend, hey, why, why not? Uh, they're celebrating the right way, I feel like. Obviously, a lot of cars uh, with the kind of American flag type paint scheme there as well. But one of the most interesting ones, without a doubt, was Tyler Reddick, who brought that number eight into victory lane there for the first time for the car in um, plenty of years. I think 2006 was the last time the eight had been to victory lane. But hey, the most important thing, Tyler Reddick, his first career uh, NASCAR Cup Series victory, and uh, what a way for him to do it as he was able to battle out last Chase Elliott there in the closing laps, pull away from Chase Elliott after a, an intense battle with him there on the track. But uh, Tyler Reddick has finished second already in the Cup Series five different times. He's been fighting, scratching, and clawing uh, to get that RCR program Back built up, been making that eight car better and better as the years have gone at And he has gotten so close uh, with that number eight car as well. And a guy that knows what winning is, no matter what uh, kind of car he stepped into. Of course, won a couple of championships there in the Xfinity Series during his time there with RCR and Junior Motorsports as well. And again, with that eight car, has, has just done a wonderful job. Finally is able to put it into victory lane after five second place finishes here in the Cup Series. And I think this, I know we say it a lot, but I think this could be one of these instances where you just see the floodgates open for Tyler Reddick and he's able to start closing out these races. Normally you only need one and then you really start to happen. You saw that happen with Chase Elliott once he was able to finally kind of close out a race and get a big victory. We could be seeing the same thing with Tyler Reddick potentially here soon. But another big notable thing about this victory, 13 different victors in the Cup Series here in 2022. Of course, you have the 16-team field uh, for the playoffs and 13 different victors. Of course, that means 13 tickets punched 
to the NASCAR playoffs there as well. But uh, impressive drive by Tyler Reddick, able to get up to and get past Chase Elliott, who had led 36 laps on the race and really had dominated the race up to the point where Tyler Reddick passed him. Of course, Tyler Reddick was, was kind of there all day. Uh, the only other people to lead laps at all were Ryan Blaney with four. You have Chase Briscoe leading four laps as well. Uh, Denny Hamlin leading a lap and uh, Harrison Burton leading lap. Other than that, it was Chase Elliott's show uh, for most of the race. 36 laps led and comes home uh, with the second place finish after Tyler Reddick just found something there late and was able to battle and get past Chase Elliott there, lead those final laps and uh, lead 16 laps on the day and get that big victory. Kyle Larson coming home third, didn't lead a lap, but was up there all day for sure, was was in the running, was in the showing uh, without a doubt, just wasn't ever able to get up there and challenge Chase Elliott at all and get that lead. Uh, Ross Chastain, good recovery there. He actually got spun out by Kyle Larson when uh, Larson was trying to make the pass. He comes back and, and finishes fourth. Uh, there in Ross Chastain, and hey, Team Trackhouse finishing off a, a very strong performance there at Road America with a fifth-place finish as well for Daniel Suarez. So very impressive showing there for Team Trackhouse. You have sixth-place uh, Chris Busher, seventh-place Austin Sindrick in the two-car, eighth-place Michael McDowell there in the 34 Ninth place, A.J. Allmendinger in that part-time uh, number 16 ride, but he comes home with the top 10. And Kevin Harvick, slowly but surely collecting some top 10s, uh, are Kevin Harvick in SHR. So don't look now, but they're eh, kind of gaining some momentum here in this 2022 season. It's not the big wins that we're used to seeing from Kevin Harvick by any means, but SHR, I think, showing a little bit more strength here in this 2022 season. But that's going to round out your top 10. We'll come back, keep talking about Road America a little bit, and also some big truck series news from yesterday, and a notable win, I think, that deserves a shout-out without a doubt uh, here when we come back on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio, PJ Zuko. Here with you this morning and want to remind you to check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock there at Coach's Corner with our guy Brandon Bain. Uh, that's Brandon Bain. will catch you up on all the latest NASCAR news there midweek and get you set for the NASCAR weekend every single week there on Rubbin' and Grubbin' at Coach's Corner Live with some great food, great drinks, whole lot of fun there and entertainment as well there at Coach's Corner as you'll have a fantastic time and obviously get set for your NASCAR weekend there as well with Brandon Bain. If you can't make it to Coach's Corner, that's all right. Be sure to check out the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed as they stream Rubbin' and Grubbin' there every Wednesday at 6 o'clock on the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed with our guy uh, Brandon Bain. But uh, again, huge race, huge win there last week for Tyler Reddick and just for everybody there at Road America. And uh, what when I say what, what I say next, keep in mind, I like Road America. And I think that Road America should stay on the NASCAR schedule without a doubt. Now, I know there's a lot of news on places that NASCAR could be looking to, uh, you know, have some new races uh, on their schedule over the past, uh, over the next couple years. And, you know, what that could be and, and what could be taken off. And sadly... Um, one of those places that is is rumored to be, you know, possibly being looked at to take off is Road America. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I like Road America. I think it's one of the most exciting 
and interesting road courses on the schedule and just courses in general on the schedule. I will say I think they've done a very good job in making things exciting for the July 4th weekend and uh, that, that they've been very prideful of, of having that weekend over the past few years. I don't know if they should, though. I don't know if, if they should have that weekend. I don't know if Road America should should be where NASCAR is at on July 4th weekend. And that has nothing bad to do with Road America. I think they're doing everything they can, um, and they're, they're having some exciting moments and things like that on and off the course uh, to, to be able to celebrate that for sure. But I, I don't know. I think I just was maybe I was spoiled for, for too long with what used to be the Firecracker 400 there and the Pepsi 400, you know, all the different uh, things that it's, it's been named uh, there at Daytona. You had the Daytona night race and you had two insanely notable races there at Daytona International Speedway. Yeah, the Do- Daytona 500, of course. Widely regarded as the Super Bowl of racing. And then you have not really that much of a backseat to it. Now, of course, it's it's the, the Daytona 500. And even, you know, the, the smallest NASCAR fan at all, even if they're not a NASCAR fan, they know what the Daytona 500 is, right? I mean, I, I feel like f- within the NASCAR universe and within the NASCAR fandom, I don't feel like the... Uh, I guess most recently Coca-Cola Zero 400 was that far behind the night race at Daytona there on Independence Day uh, on on July 4th. So I just was, I guess, very spoiled with that growing up and could always look forward to that. was always an amazingly fun race uh, there to, to kind of kick off the second half of the NASCAR schedule and also you know, look forward to some big things. You had some, you know, things close, starting to close down uh, towards the end of the regular season when the chase came in and everything like that. So, uh, I don't know. It was just always a pivotal and exciting point in the NASCAR schedule, and I, I was always very spoiled with that, I think. So, does it go back to Daytona? Probably not. Probably not. But I still think something like that could be interesting. Maybe you bring it to Atlanta. And, and they have a celebration there on, you know, that you're going to have the excitement of today's race with what we could see with kind of a restrictor plate race feel. Maybe you have that. Uh, maybe you bring it to a Texas where, of course, you know, you're going to have some of the craziest pyrotechnics uh, of all time. Every time you go to Texas, uh, you're going to have some some crazy moments on and off the, the track as they do a great job making that race an event. You've seen it with the All-Star race the past couple years uh, for Texas Motor Speedway. Maybe you make that a July 4th weekend type of racetrack. There there are plenty. I mean, you can always use Bristol or Martinsville as an example as well. I just, I'm just not sure that, that Road America is that racetrack that, that it's that specific date should be. I do think Road America should have a date. And I do think uh, that they should stay on the schedule for the NASCAR Cup Series. But I think they could just change when it is. Now, some other interesting scheduling news for NASCAR. Uh, an update for the Chicago Street Course. Yes, a possible Chicago Street Course that NASCAR is looking to do. And likely for the 2023 Cup schedule as well as there's an update on this. 
The Athletics' Jordan Biachny reports that the city of Chicago has endorsed a NASCAR race on the temporary street course for three years beginning next season. So the city has endorsed it. Now let's see if, if NASCAR follows through and actually has a Chicago street course race uh, here starting next year. Obviously still have the schedule to look forward to uh, coming up ne- into next year, so certainly uh, looking forward to seeing what happens there. But I wanted to give a shout-out as well to last night's Truck Series winner there at Mid-Ohio, and just not a normal name that, that you'll see finishing first, and that was, I think, just a really cool uh, kind of instance in the NASCAR uh, Truck Series field, and that's Parker Klingerman. Uh, you've seen Parker Klingerman uh, drive some... Now, kind of underfunded, I guess, cars and trucks over the course of his driving career. You've also seen and heard Parker Klingerman on on plenty of NASCAR broadcasts over the years. He was able to get in a victory lane there at Mid-Ohio yesterday, and the celebration was just amazing. Uh, I thought his his drive, the way he held off Zane Smith, was incredible as well. So just wanted to give a shout-out to to old Parker Klingerman there. and uh, An exciting race. If you haven't seen the highlights, go check that out. Uh, there from from yesterday's truck series race and uh, who knows maybe uh, Parker Klingerman and uh, that number seventy five uh, food country uh, tied Chevrolet will be able to get in a victory lane uh, again here before the end of the season. But want to c- congratulate him and a great ending to the race there as well. If you want to just uh, to see an exciting finish to a race, go check out yesterday's uh, Mid Ohio Truck Series race finish and it, it was a fun one for sure. But we'll come back. We have Atlanta coming up later today for the NASCAR Cup Series. We'll give our picks for top five finishers who we think uh, you should be looking out for today there at Atlanta in the Cup Series when we come back here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko here with you this morning. And be sure to check out Brandon Bain every Wednesday evening at Rubbin' and Grubbin' there at Coach's Corner, 6 o'clock. Um, Go get some great food, some cold drinks, and a whole lot of fun uh, there at Coach's Corner with some great live entertainment as well. And, of course, every Wednesday, uh, Brandon Bain will catch you up on all the latest NASCAR news and get you caught up and ready for the NASCAR weekend every single week as well. If you can't make it to Coach's Corner, be sure to check it out on the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed there every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock for Rubbin' and Grubbin' with our guy, Brandon Bain. Now we have... Atlanta later today on the schedule here for the NASCAR Cup Series. And this is not the same old Atlanta that you've always seen, but it is the same one you saw earlier in the year. That's right, a a second date for Atlanta here in 2022 for the Quaker State 400. And if you're looking for it on your TV stations, by the way, today, 3 o'clock on USA. So... Be sure to, to know that. Go to USA to, to check out today's race there from Atlanta. But again, a, a second date uh, on the calendar for Atlanta here in 2022, which you'll love to see, and especially if you enjoyed the racing from earlier this year. And of course, if you remember, not only a repave, but a complete kind of restructuring of this Atlanta uh, NASCAR track and uh, man what what a restructuring it was just kind of taking some restrictor plate feels and bringing it to a mile and a half track and that's what we saw earlier this year and I thought 
Yeah, it was better than than anything we've seen before. The closest thing we could have um, seen that before this uh, that was any close to it was a few years ago at Charlotte, where you had the aerodynamics and and you know the different things with the cars that forced the the cars to race next to each other and kind of draft and things like that. This is basically all. Of course, the, the you know the the car has a lot to do with it, but the track and the way it's configured and the way it's shaped certainly has a ton to do with it as well. And uh, some of these narrow parts of the track make it even more exciting. And it was it was crazy earlier this year. William Byron comes home with the victory earlier this year, and Ross Chastain uh, finishes second. Kurt Busch wrecking, uh, by the way, uh, finishes third there and uh, just what what a race it was what a final few laps it was and you take restrictor plate kind of style of racing put it on a mile and a half a tight mile and a half at that it's it's always going to be kind of wild so as for my top drivers here for today let's take a look at that my top driver is actually going to be a guy who finished second last week and that's that's chase elliott he was up there all day there in atlanta earlier this year uh, he's a guy that, that has a feel for Atlanta, even with this kind of n- new configuration. And you know what? Off the momentum, coming off the momentum of uh, last week's finish, give me Chase Elliott with that number one spot today. Now, number two is going to be the guy who held everybody off uh, earlier this year, and that's William Byron. Led 111 laps, really knew his way around this place and just kind of was that Pied Piper that we used to see uh Dale Jr. kind of be at Talladega and Daytona. We'll see if he can do it again here at Atlanta. And that's William Byron. Uh, number three for me is going to be another Chevrolet, and that's a guy who came home second, Ross Chastain. Yeah, he's going to be aggressive, and he's going to make some moves. But you know what? He's, he's most likely going to be there at the end as well. He, he spun out from the lead earlier this year, but he came all the way back to finish second. Give me Ross Chastain there in the third spot. And a couple of guys that wrecked out earlier this year on the last couple laps. People might forget how close they were to coming home with victories. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney, number four, a great restrictor plate racer, uh, one of the best, if you ask me, in the sport right now. And number five, Bubba Wallace. He was second place uh, coming down to it there last year, uh, I believe, taking the white flag uh, there in second place, got a bump at the wrong time in the corner and uh, got taken into the wall, basically, uh, there in turn one. So Bubba Wallace, I think, going to have a good showing later today as well there. Atlanta for a dark horse. Uh, I, I know this is a dark horse I, I take quite a bit, but Michael McDowell, always good at restrictor plate races and keeping his nose clean. Give me Michael McDowell for my dark horse. But uh, Brandon Bain will be back here with us next week. Certainly can't wait for that. I am PJ Zuko, hoping you have a fantastic rest of your day and weekend. Stay safe wherever you go. This has been Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. See you next week, and God bless.